Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels love as they surround you right now and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we have some very, very special, heartfelt angel messages from Nicole. I'm so excited to have you on, Nicole. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm going to have you take it away and share your stories. Sure. So I have two. I'll start with the one that's the oldest and then go to the one that's the newest. Um, it's one story in particular is my my grandfather. He passed away in, in 2006 um, and he had Alzheimer's and he died right next to him, right next to my grand, grandmother in the nursing home. And we had a huge funeral and everything and, you know, a luncheon afterwards. And then um, a little bit later, I think it's about a week or so, I was taking a, a nap in my brother's bedroom. 2006, I was in middle school, I think like sixth grade. So I was sleeping, it was the middle of the day. And all of a sudden I wake up and I feel like someone's petting my hair and there's no one else in the room. And I, and I look like open up my eyes and it looks like my grandfather and he's just petting my hair. And then he's like gone in a second. And the room, I felt so calm, so at ease. The room smelled like flowers. And I like ran downstairs to my mom and I was like, I think grandpa was just petting my hair. And she was like, I probably, he probably just came to say goodbye. Cause I was, I was, I'm the only girl in all boys. So I think he liked that I was the only girl. <laughs> so that's one thing where I think he was comforting me. Cause I was kind of, it was a hard loss. It's the first time I've ever experienced that. And then my, my father passed away in September of, I have a picture of him right here, which is why I keep looking there. That's beautiful. Um, he passed away in September, um, September of this year, and he had Parkinsonian dementia. He was a neurosurgeon for many years, and he was the kindest, nicest person. He was known to um, his fellow patients and um, surgeons at the hospital as hands of God because he would he saved so many lives and he would help people. And if they couldn't even pay him, he'd be like, that's okay. I'll do it anyways. And I'll do the surgery and you won't get a bill from me. That's just like who he was at, at his core. And um, a week before he died, he, he fell multiple times. And each time he fell, he hit his head harder and harder. And then that whole week, he kind of just laid in bed and um, couldn't talk, couldn't speak, wasn't really eating and, you know, was slowly passing away. Um, and so, he, I, um, my boyfriend, actually, um, I came back from my boyfriend's and, um, I was going to stay my parents live in the burbs, as I mentioned, and I was going to, um, come back to my apartment. So it's easier to work from here when you're all alone versus at home with the dog. 
Um, I ended up staying longer, but I had a photo shoot for an agent for a client that I worked for. And it was a Thursday, Friday shoot. I was really hesitant to go because I didn't want to leave my dad's side. Um, I, every, my coworkers knew that during this time, anytime the nurse came or a priest came or anyone from that would help him, I would drop what I'm doing and go be with my mom and him and whoever came. And so I was hesitant to go to this um, photo shoot. I ended up going anyways because it would be easier on the clients. On me, doing everything virtual sometimes is really hard when you're trying to style products. So um, I came back to my apartment, which I actually just moved into in the beginning of the month. And these were the first two nights I would spend in my apartment um, because I was away at my boyfriend's and then my dad got sick. And then I just, ha- I haven't been here. Yeah. So I spent these two nights in this apartment, closed off the photo shoot on a Friday night. And I called my mom saying, I'll, I'll come home right now. Do you want me to come home? And she goes, no, like you've had a long week. You've been at these shoots from eight to six, just relax, come home Saturday morning and um, just take a breather, order pizza and hang out. So I did. And funny enough, I watched Father of the Bride for some reason. I've never seen that movie. I was called, I felt like I was called to watch it. So I watched it. I was crying because I was thinking about him and if I ever get married and how he wouldn't be there. And then I went to bed and I wake up right at two o'clock in the morning. Like there was no sound. There was no noise. I'm wide awake. Then I fall back asleep and I'm standing in my, I have a dream. And all of a sudden I'm standing in my bedroom, which faces the front door. And my father walks in 20 years younger. He has on Uh, He looks like he just came home from the hospital. He has a nice pair of slacks, like a cashmere sweater on. He had these glasses that were frameless. And he he walked right into my my living room kitchen, which I'm sitting in now. And of course, I follow him because I'm like, what is that? (laughs) I follow him into into my living room. And he walks to where I'm sitting is at my desk. And it faces out looking at Lake Michigan. He bends, looks out the window. He turns around and looks at me and says, very nice. And I said, thank you. And then I woke up the next morning. I woke up immediately right after that. And that's when I got the phone calls from my mom. My dad passed away. And I think he came to say goodbye to me because he knew I wanted to be there. And I think he was also saying, I'll be watching over you because he's never been into this apartment. No one's been here. This was like the first two nights I've stayed here. So I think he, it was kind of crazy that he walked in here and kind of blessed it to me and kind of like said, I'll be watching you. And it just, when I, when I'm here, I just like, it's sad when I think about it. And I have his picture sitting right here. Grab it. I have his picture sitting right here where he, um, I don't know if you can see it, where he, where he stood just to like, remember him. Yeah. So that was my story. First, Nicole, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that so young and when it comes to it, your dad keeps repeating on like overdrive, um, like he's trying to help you build that connection with him and that relationship with him from the other side because they're not gone, right? They are still right here and he loves you so incredibly much. And he said that that kind heart that you were talking about him having where he would just work on anybody who needed it. He said, it's the same heart that you have. And 
a lot of times when they bring through something like watch this movie, I I think it would be so fascinating. I would love to, if anybody knows any like Hollywood writers, script writers, I want to talk to them. I want to know what it's like to be in those rooms because there is an overwhelming presence of angels. Every single time I tune into the energy of those writers where they're bringing through messages for the collective all the time and not just them but artists who are bringing through music for everybody to listen to and so your dad really keeps talking about when you hear watch this movie or read this book or take a look at this photo album at this time it's him trying to connect with your energy and be present with you and be close to you he keeps showing me this vision too of you and him watching tv together when you were younger and Mm -hmm. i feel like you would just go over and like curl into the little nook between his like his arm was around you and just kind of like lay your head down on his chest there's a photo actually i was looking at before i got on this call of him and i when i was a baby and i think we were in london and i'm curled up into him and he's just like holding me I also, I think I kind of not forgot to mention, but it just reminded me when you mentioned these messages, my, my father never met my current boyfriend. And in my mind, I think he brought him to me kind of for this or my grandmother or my, someone brought him because I don't know how it could have gone through this period without him. And the weird thing is during when I woke up at 2 a.m. during my angel story, my boyfriend, Adam, woke up also at 2 a.m. That was very odd because he lives all the way in Indianapolis. He doesn't, he wasn't in the same room as me. And I remember him specifically telling me that that morning, he's like, at 2 a.m. I was wide awake. There was no sounds outside, but I was just like up for some reason. And I, I think that was him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but when somebody very close in my family passed away, I had a visitation dream and we were at a wedding and my family member on the other side was dressed up in a tux and he was right next to another gentleman that I had never seen before. And the the person from the family who was still living here on earth who really needed to connect with this loved one on the other side, this was her future partner that this person was showing me and i saw the face i saw what they looked like i saw everything and um and then when this person came to me and said i met this person julie what do you think i was like i saw this like i saw this in a dream and mm -hmm. um and so your dad said to share that with you specifically nicole because that does happen when somebody goes to the other side and they're a part of our spirit team oftentimes they'll say i'm not going to let you go your entire life without the person you're supposed to be with and and so just know that this relationship is divinely guided and that your dad did bring it in to you and they said and i've never seen this before but he said sometimes you can work it where the person on earth who needs the relationship at that time 
gets the relationship that is for the duration of their entire lifetime and then that support comes in just exactly when they need it because i feel like some people question well is this just a relationship like for this time is this relationship for the span of my entire lifetime and your dad said for you like this is it and it's funny you mention that because we met on, on an app and he would constantly like my photos and I would never let it go anywhere. And then <laughs> back in March, I let it, I let him take me on a date and then it just progressed perfectly at the right time, exact right time. And it, it just, I wholeheartedly believe that. So thank you. Yeah. So now what your dad's trying to teach you is trying to like dive in to listen to those signals, dive in to listen to that intuition. And what I want to encourage you to do in 2023, like you personally, and if this resonates to anybody listening, do this too. I want you to keep an intuition journal by your bedside. And I want you to record the signs, the symbols, the aha moments, the dreams, that you're getting this knowingness of or that your dad's bringing through or just any connection with your dad. Hey, felt like I was supposed to watch Father of the Bride, watched it, really felt felt dad's presence. Doesn't have to be long, but just to record it because your dad said that our memory isn't that great. Like, and if you were to record it in a journal like this, you could look at, at after an entire year at the journal and be like, Oh my gosh, it's not just one sign here or there. Like I've got an entire notebook filled <laughs> with signs. And and your dad is so special. I've never seen this before either, but he said, then when you feel those down days when you're just really missing him and those huge waves of grief come back, always comes back unexpectedly. Yeah. You can go to that notebook and flip through and it's by flipping through the culmination of all these different signs and symbols he sent your way that you can really tune into his presence and feel his presence even so much more. That's great. I mean, I've been thinking about writing down that angel story for a long time. So I don't want to forget it. So I play it probably in my mind once a week. So I mean, I should write it down. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's right. You guys are both right. Yeah. Keep a notebook of all those signs and symbols. I love it. Thanks, Jen. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you guys like haven't talked about marriage yet, but your dad comes through showing me your wedding day one day and he said, well, first he keeps showing me like he's very, very clear. I don't know if you want an outdoor wedding, but I keep seeing more like, um, summer spring day and it's just gorgeous outside right like very few clouds sun is just shining beautiful temperature which i know you're in chicagoland is very hard to get in chicagoland today it's great though (laughs) yes but it's funny you mentioned that because i'm i'm going to um three weddings in the next two weekends and every time i go to these weddings i start crying because you know the father walks the daughter down the aisle he gives a speech they have a dance and I always just think about him not being at mine and it, I've thought about my wedding I feel like every girl has and I always picture having you know my immediate family in the first row and then an, another chair with a photo of him on it yes. just so I, I can have him not even though he's not physically there I'm sure he'll 
definitely be there. You're going to weave his presence in to every aspect mm-hmm. of that wedding. I can see all different things. I can see what you're saying with the chair and the photo, but it's also you walking down the aisle and I feel like you're something old is from him, maybe mm-hmm. even tied into your dress. I feel like when you're saying something, you know, afterwards at the reception or your um, husband is like kind of mentioning him and just having everybody tune into his presence and just that gratitude for him and everything that he brought into your life. And then also, like I see a candle and his picture still at your reception. And he said that there is a family member who I do see um, stepping in to take that first dance. And he said, I want you to dance, um, even if it's with your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that first dance. my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. But he yeah. said he still wants you to do the first dance. That's good. Okay. I will. Well. When it comes to your dad, too, he he says that um, we need to talk about your mom for a second because she's been really struggling. And do you have a sister as well? I have a half sister. Okay. Where does that half come in? Um, my dad had he's one hundred percent Sri Lankan, and he had an arranged marriage, and so we had two kids with his first wife, and she unfortunately passed away from breast cancer before he met my mom. And he has a, a, I have an older half-brother and older half-sister, and they live in California. And the backstory is they kind of haven't talked to my father in 10 years. So I think she's struggling with what, what you're saying is because she hasn't been around and didn't really form a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And my mom is struggling a lot because um, he had Parkinsonian dementia, and she took care of him every day since 2014, 2015. And I think it's the loss of not having that purpose and then missing a partner and then not really having many people to to do things with because she would take him everywhere, to church, to the grocery store, just even just to sit in the car because he couldn't walk after a period of time. And she kind of misses having another, she was a dog, but another person. Yeah. And she's young. Yeah, she's only, she's like 60. 64. Mm-hmm. She's got a long life here. Um, and a lot of times people are feeling very big energies, but they don't know how to describe it and they don't know how to work with it exactly. And so what your mom is feeling into a person 65 and they're going to be here, you know, until they're a hundred years old, they're 35 years that's an entire lifetime in and of itself and there's different waves of energy that she's processing and she's not ready to fully step into her future energies she's still processing his passing she's still processing her grief and that's okay we have to give her time and her space to be where she's at but your dad said there's gonna come a time this is a bad example, but just flow with me here. Okay. okay. 
You know how when you get sick sometimes or you have a cold or the flu and it may start out with this just feeling like, gosh, something's not right in my body. Like I feel off. And mm-hmm. then you get sick and you're sick for, I don't know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And then there's a day where you wake up and you're like going about your day and it hits you. Oh, I'm not sick anymore. Like I feel really good. Um, when that happens, it also happens a similar way with grief where you go through the grief process and you wake up one day and you're like, wow, the big, huge tidal wave of grief, it isn't with me anymore. Not that we don't feel sad, not that we don't still miss that person. We do, but we've come back more so into the natural energies of our everyday instead of being in the huge tidal wave energy of grief and your dad said when she gets to that point she'll be ready to open up her heart but she's just not now he keeps trying to get to that he's got somebody for her that he wants to be a companion he's also bringing in really deep close friendships for her. I see her traveling with different people, traveling with you. um, And all of it is going to comfort her, surround her, lift her. He said, you just have to give her more time. And he really talks about prayer too. She's a, she's, she goes to church every every day. The the day he died, she went, she it was like, I don't want to do anything. I want to go to the day he died. was actually a beautiful day. Not too cold, not too hot, beautiful sky, sunny. And went for a long walk. And then she went to church and sat at church. And she's a big believer in prayer and God. And even going, she would bring him to church and he would sit there too. And she's very, very religious. Actually, for Christmas, I just got her a cross with my dad's name on it from Germany. That's all glass. And I was like, I think she'll love this. Yeah. A hundred percent. She prays a lot for him and he still prays. Sometimes they show me this from your spirit team. They'll pray for you from the other side. And he prays for everybody who's still here. Part of that prayer is also just directing energies as part of your spirit team. But he wants you to know that she's going to be okay. And he thanks you for helping her flow through this process of of grief and of his loss. When it comes to your sister, he's very, very clear. Keep the doorway open between you and her because there's going to become a closeness in the future between the two of you. And part of a person's self-identity oftentimes is their family. That could be the family that brought them up or the family that um, they have blood ties to, but there's part of her self-identity that she doesn't have pieced together wholly, and she needs some of the missing puzzle pieces that only you have in order to, I don't want to say feel whole and complete herself, but that's the best I can get to what he's trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, I actually, we didn't know she would be coming to the funeral. I was kind of surprised last minute. We didn't think she would show up and we're happy she did. 
And after we just kind of, there was some, some hostility and we just kind of said, let's let bygones be bygones, whatever happened, it's in the past and we'll just move forward. Yeah. It's that's beautiful. What we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like so perfect. Yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for being here and for sharing this time and space with me. And um, I'm so sorry for the loss of your dad. And um, he asked a couple of times, and I'm so sorry to all the listeners that I haven't remembered to do this throughout the year. But last year we were praying a lot at the end of the episodes, and he asked if we could do that today in today's episode. So let's just kind of um, say a little prayer right here, right now. And I'm just going to let him direct this. But we can all say, Dear God, Universe Source, please surround all people who are going through a challenge within their life, helping somebody transition to the other side, or who are going through the big tidal waves of grief themselves here in this life. God, please surround all of these people here on earth with the angels that they need to help them through, to support them. And your dad says for everybody to pray, dear God, Please let those who have lost somebody who are still working through that loss or who really want to form a deep connection, bond, relationship with their loved one on the other side, God, please help them to be able to form that relationship with ease. Bring them to the right tools that they need. Bring them to the right teachers that they need. And God, please allow everybody who's listening, who are praying for, to feel within their physical body the presence of the loved one that they've lost. And just know like they know like they know within themselves that they haven't lost them that that energy of the person they love and care for has just transitioned to a different space. And please allow them to know very deeply that that energy is never going to leave them, but will always, always be with them, guiding them, directing them, protecting them. And this we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Julie. You're Thanks so welcome. Yes. All my love to you, friend. Thank you. Amazing podcast. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. You too. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. 
register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.